entertained? Are you not entertained? Quiet, numbskulls, I'm broadcasting. You're listening to the French Press Podcast, where we discuss events from our life. Welcome to the French Press Podcast. This is episode 332. And it's Tuesday, July 21st, 2020. Last week we didn't have an episode. And why not? I think it was what your fault, Leighton. Why, I why think, was it my fault? I think you said you had something going the night before, you had something going the day after, and you needed to be at home on Tuesday, recording night Tuesday, to put in a dog fence, invisible fence. That's kind of what I remember. But I'll be honest, it's kind of been a blur. Oh, my. Don't let anyone ever tell you that it's easy to put in a dog fence or a wire fence. It's, It's just not. I don't care how you do it. It's just never easy. Did someone tell you that it would be easy? I heard... Legend has it that there's a machine that you can rent from four-star rental in Goshen that will dig a trench, lay in your wire, and cover it back up in one smooth motion. And and especially made for dog fence, invisible dog fence? Yes. Wow. It sounds too good to be true. It does. Doesn't it? Huh. But I was hooked. I I dove in. I was sold on this thing. And then this this last like late fall, I tried to rent it, and they said the ground was too wet. Way too wet. Am I am I coming in really quiet? No, you're coming in really strong. We're all, we're all coming in a little bit strong, so I'm dialing back our gain. Oh, okay. Um, keep keep on going. And and so I, I tried to rent this thing last the in the late fall, and they said it was too wet. I tried a couple of times in the late fall, and every time they're like, ah, ground's not, no, no, too wet, too wet. And then finally, the last time I called them this past winter, they said, oh, well, it's out of season. It's just we're not going to start letting people rent it until next, next uh, spring. And then I was like, oh, fine. So I wait, and I wait, and I wait, and I wait. I waited so long that I actually kind of forgot about it. And then my brother-in-law... It's like the itch that just goes away. Yeah, if you just leave it long enough. He called them back this summer. He, he called them. He, he called on your behalf? No, he didn't call on, their, on my behalf. He wanted it to also put in a dog fence on his property. Okay. And we thought that we might just go together and rent it together. Okay. So he calls them up. And guess what they say? What? The ground is too hard. Too wet. Too wet. Still too wet. So he waits a couple weeks, calls them again, and this time they say, oh, no, it's not too wet. It's too dry. The ground's too dry. The trencher won't work. It'll be bad. Da-da-da-da-da. It's too dry. And I was like, what? Can, I mean, like, there's only, like, a couple of variables about dirt. And one of them is wet, is, is the moisture. And it's just, I just can't believe that it can't, I feel like this trencher can't handle the basic properties of dirt. Wet, 
and dry. Like, you would think that, well, there's, like, this barrier. Like, if it is too wet, it won't work. Okay, I get that. So, surely it can deal with whatever dryness. Unless it's, like, dirt rock. Unless it's, like, rock hard. Right. But it wasn't that hard, right? No. no. It was just normal summer dirt. I couldn't believe it. So then he was like, all right, fine. What day will you let me rent it? And they said, hey, next Tuesday. How do they know? They looked at the weather or something. You have to rent it on their terms. Wow. So he was like, sure. Yeah, I'll do it. And he called me up. Hey, can you do it next Tuesday? And I said, hey, I think that uh, I can just cancel the podcast. No one. It's on the bottom of my list of priorities. Something that goes something like that. Something. Uh, And I said, yeah, I'm up for it. I'll make it work. And so then next week on Monday, he says, hey, it turns out that he has a meeting. So (laughs) I can still rent it if I want to. But he said he can't. (laughs) I was like, okay, that's fine. So I just rented it myself. And so I finally got this machine Tuesday. I get home from work Tuesday. And I helped my wife unload. She actually, my wife picked it up. Wow. So it's, is it, when you say pick it up. Two men, two men helped load it onto the truck. She didn't have to. But. So it's on the back of a pickup truck. Yeah. It's not that big. It's about the size of. A tiller? A small tiller, yeah. Small tiller, okay. Yeah, it's about the size of a small tiller. And I, we finally had this machine. I got my spool of wire. And, like, this – I got some heavy-duty wire that's, like, guaranteed for 20 years. This is going to be great. Like, I'm going to do – if I'm going to do all this work, I want it to last. All right? I don't want to have to replace this thing in, in a year because of, you know, wire – wearing out and you know fraying and breaking and Mm -hmm. things so i got my heavy duty wire and there's like a small pvc like very like quarter inch pvc tube that that kind of is supposed to channel the wire down into the ground and feed it in okay and so we had quite a hard time feeding the wire through this tube to start with and eventually like the way this thing works is it digs the trench and then it also has a spout out the front you're, you're pulling it backwards so it's kind of shaped like a tiller too but you're pulling backwards instead of letting it go forward okay and as you pull backwards it's like trenching it's got this like spinning blade mm-hmm. on your left side of the machine and it spins and it it digs down about three inches, and it's about an inch wide uh, trench that it's digging. And because of the the direction of the the blade, it's rotating towards you. Oh. So it's pushing the dirt. Yes, it's rotating towards you. Okay. And then it's flinging it up inside. There's like a casing around the blade. Okay. And it's f- carrying the dirt up. And then throwing it out in front of you. And thus it's creating... covering up the trench that it had created. Oh, wow. Like, you know, a foot okay. in front of it. Yeah. So you're pulling, mm-hmm. catching dirt, and then throwing it in front of you. Mm-hmm. 
and thus that's how it's able to cover up the wire and what's supposed to happen is after your wire is covered up you know a couple of feet the weight of the dirt is supposed to make so that the wire continuously just unravels itself from your spool and and that tension is like pulling it okay. like making it unravel from the weight of the dirt that's already been covered up like the 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 wire that's already been laid down in the ground and covered up by dirt mm-hmm. that's how it's supposed to work but because we got this heavy duty wire that i was determined you know is going to be durable it 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 had such a hard time feeding through that plastic tube that it just it just couldn't happen and after like an hour of trying different things we actually tore off that entire plastic tube and tried feeding just bare wire down into the ground that didn't unravel either so after an hour of trying to make it work we decided you know what let's just dig the trench let's just use this thing to do the trench and we'll lay the wire in later but what did you do with the dirt that was covering it up we had to unbury it as oh. we went along so you couldn't like catch it and deflect it with a nope shovel or something nope. so i took so it basically tilled a small ditch yes. and then you dug out the loose dirt yep and then lay down the wire yeah and and when we got close to the back of our property, there's a field. And when we got close to there, close to that field, we ran into some field stone. And boy, we I learned, my wife wasn't around, but I learned that that thing does not handle field stones well. Oh boy. I mean, it flings them. It makes a loud commotion. It's, well, it's if it pretty, flings a field stone, that's pretty impressive. It does. It How? fields it more out to the side. It doesn't, like, get trapped in the casing that's around it. it yeah. Just, out the bottom, it just flings it. Well, how, what is a field stone? That, what field stone are you describing? Because when I hear a field stone, I'm talking about the size of a basketball. No, it's not that size. And those stone. are small it's ones. Like, it's like the size of a clementine. Oh, so just a little tossing rock. Yeah, a little tossing rock. But it's made up, I don't know, it looked like the stuff that... I was running into were like stones that were made from like obsidian or like some really like like lava rock. Like it was like mm-hmm. porous and hard. It was nuts. Uh, yeah, it just the machine could not handle it. <sighs> All right. Well, I'm glad you. I'm still not done yet. Oh, okay. I mean, I trenched everything that I could, but that area where I was running the field stone, I had to stop. And so I just did all around my property that I could with it. So there's probably like a 10-foot stretch that I need to... Just do by hand. Do by hand, take a crowbar or something. I don't know. Can't you just take a shovel? I mean, depends how thick... I mean, is it mostly rocks or is there any dirt there? It's quite quite a bit of rocks. It's like, it's just really, really hard soil. I might have to take a crowbar. Actually, a pickaxe would do nicely. Hmm. Do you think they have a pickaxe at Alpha Building Supply? I bet they do. I've never used a pickaxe for something that was necessary. In this case, I need something that yeah, can I'm strike the ground this is a great, in a very pointed this manner. This is a great uh, need. Yeah. So. Well, I'm sorry that you've been struggling through, uh, through laying down invisible fence for your dog. I, I will say that. I hope it'll be worth it. This is another reason that people shouldn't get dogs i'm speaking as a dog owner i have one save and yourself. i'm telling you it's not worth it 
Actually, one thing that was really nice about her dog. No, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, I was just thinking about how we we uh, we decided to do um, homemade pizza yesterday for supper, and we made our own dough. And we just kind of feathered out our own toppings, and we decided to do it on the grill mm-hmm. as well. And it was delicious. You should have brought some as an edible. That's a good point. But, yeah, I, I should have. But while we were – we decided to eat it outside. And while we were eating this delicious pizza, we were constantly having to tell our dog to stay away from the pizza. The only like, <clears throat> there are some positives that I've experienced with having our dog, our dog Leroy, oh. and it's really he gets us outside more. So I'm in the totally. sun, I'm in daylight more, and I get more exercise because of him. He, I'm trying to think. I like our dog for when he looks nice. I don't know. He's like an ornament. <laughs> you know, you like him. He's know, like a living painting. Right. Um, exactly. No, there's time. I, I do like to throw ball with him. He's he's decent at fetch. And that's nice. Um, I like to, you know, when I'm walking, you know, in the in the trail behind her house, like when he just walks alongside of me. That's nice. Um, but I'm just I'm I'm hoping that you know if we can just let him roam free around our property, he'll be like he'll serve more of a purpose, like you know, watching our property. Make sure that there's like no like raccoons mm-hmm. or squirrels, possums, possums. The possums need to stay away. Yeah. If he keeps every last possum off of our property. I think I'll count him as worth it. <laughs> That's a good point. What, at what point would I say that Leroy's been worth it? I don't know. Anyway, <laughs> you probably noticed, listener, that Jeff is not here today. Oh, yeah. Jeff's gone. Um, he left us for work. Yeah. He thought he had more important things to do, which means we don't have coffee either. Um, I do have we do have some feedback that we want to get to, and two weeks ago when we had the episode, I mentioned that at the end, when we were finished talking about this this uh, life planning thing mm-hmm. that I would give the URL where someone where you could download it yourself. Oh yeah, and I you actually asked me for the URL a week later or whatever, and I thought we should just give that out that way people can start looking at it if they want to fill it out if they want to. Um, and should, should we post it on our website, or should we just post it on? Fa- we could post it on Facebook. I don't really want to do that because although Donald Miller did say in the live stream, share this with people, give it to them. It's yours to give away. I don't really know if I want to steal traffic. Be just dis- yeah, publicly like distributing it. So I'd rather just like give the URL, tell you how to get it, and then oh gotcha, uh, rather than actually linking to it. Sure. So. Fine. I do have that URL for you, and this way, you gotta listen to the podcast to get to get the value. So, if you're interested in it, it pay careful attention. <clears throat> it is storybrand.com slash downloads slash 
donald-miller-teaches-slash-productivity-slash-uppercase-d-m-t-p-capital-a-p-p-e-n-d-i-x.pdf. Oh, my word. If anyone actually downloads that thing, they deserve, like, a medal, like a gold medal or something, like like a T-shirt that says, I survived downloading Donald Miller Teaches Productivity PDF. So let me give you that. Oh. Everything is lowercase except the last, uh, after the last slash. Are you going to read it all off again? No, I'm just oh. going to read after the last slash. It is capital D, capital M, as in... Miller. Miller. Capital T as in teaches, capital P as in productivity, dash, capital A, then the rest is lowercase. P-P-E-N-D-I-X dot P-D-F. Donald Miller Teaches Productivity Appendix. Gotcha. Is kind of the, the title of that PDF. All right. And, and I guess if you which, like, if you can't get episode? it, you can, you can direct message us and we can... Yeah, we can send you the link if you direct message us. Uh, what, what, which episode did we talk about that? The last several. We've talked about it um, at least three episodes ago. So probably starting in three twenty eight or nine. Okay, somewhere around there. <sighs> Very good. Um, it was actually I kind of remember it. It was the one where Win Hosteller was on, where he talks about turtle trouble. Oh yes, and that, that was episode three twenty nine. So I think that's uh, towards the end of that is kind of when we started alluding to it. Then we got a little more into it, and we'll get more into it as well um, when Jeff is on the podcast next time. So we have some feedback to get to, and then I think you have a hair story, Leighton, is that right? Yeah, I got into a hairy situation. And it was a pun that was intended. The, the purpose of this podcast is to show you that everyday life is filled with exciting things. Mm-hmm. Our feedback. Carolyn Kurtz, in relation to today's episode, the one from two weeks ago, uh, two weeks ago, the Heroes of Divac, uh, in relation to today's episode, uh, podcast and on the topic of sleep, I've read that every hour of sleep before midnight is worth two hours of sleep after midnight. If I eat to sleep around midnight and sleep until eight, I feel completely exhausted the next, the next day. I guess essentially it's like four hours of sleep. I hadn't heard that before, I but have. I can attest to it. If I get, yeah, the early, the more sleep I get before midnight, the better I feel. All right, then we have another comment here um, on that episode. Uh, Louisa Friesen commented, I'm not sure. Oh, Ruben sounds like the average boring 30-year-old. <laughs> I love how it's just kind of like random. <laughs> like I think she's talking about sleep again. Oh, okay. And and she continues and says, and I take credit for keeping Jeff up late. Well, here's the thing. I think life is so great and exciting is that I want to be alert and awake for it. I don't want to be tired and exhausted. So by not sleeping, you feel like... You are not, you're not gaining anything. No, by, I'm by robbing yourself of sleep. I'm losing. Robbing sleep is losing life. Okay. So in order to experience life in the fullest, you think that a person needs to get how many hours of sleep? It's different for different people, but get 
get to bed early and wake up early. Okay. How how early is early like? Always before sunrise. Early is always before sunrise. Yes, like if it's after the sun has risen, it's late. So how how early does someone need to go to sleep? Always before sunset? No. Oh no, because in in the winter time, I mean, you'd be sleeping twelve hours or right. you, potentially because it gets dark at about six o'clock and it gets daylight at about nine thirty. No, not quite. But <laughs> the next morning, that'd be more like 14 hours of sleep. Um, no, uh, it's up to you. But get to bed early enough that you can wake up early enough that you have time to see the sunrise. If you want to. You don't even have to see it. Just get up before the sun. Um, and so if you, if you, I guess if you want to know, I mean, I try to get to bed around 9 o'clock. You and, try to get to bed around 9 o'clock. Yeah. And often before that, it's not uncommon to get to bed at eight eight thirty. Man, and it's great. I yeah, I, I I'm happy for you. Once you have kids, <laughs> I mean I'm not saying it can't be done, but and I I believe yeah. I think that you just. Kids force you to be a little more flexible. Oh, definitely. Um, but I'm not saying that you shouldn't try to still go to bed at 8.30. I mean, that's actually what we try to shoot for, you know, to put Leo to bed. But, you know, there, you just have to be, like, okay with getting up, you know, at, like, 11 o'clock, then 2 o'clock, then 4 o'clock. But that happens even if you get him to bed at midnight. True. True. With babies, your sleep is going to be oh, deprived. Oh, for sure. Um, so I guess that means you, you can't live life as well. <laughs> no. Like if you're sleep deprived. Exactly. Oh. No, and, and Leo has been doing good. It's just the first couple of weeks, getting into a sleep pattern, it takes some effort. But he, he does pretty good now, sleeping through the entire night. Yeah. All right, so what's your hairy situation? My hairy situation. So over this weekend... I went camping, and it was actually at your grandpa's pond, and I went swimming in the pond. Okay. And I think the pond did something to my hair, because Monday, I mean, I, I do struggle with dandruff some, but Monday, I had a Today, lot. Today, or yesterday? Yesterday. I had a lot of dandruff. Like it was just, I, I I had multiple people poke their heads in, and they were like, "Hey, isn't it snowing in here?" And I was like, "No, no, no, that's just my dandruff." Do you typically have you have you had a problem with dandruff in the past? Some, yeah, but it's just my scalp was just extra dry, and it could be that I was out in the sun a lot more over the weekend. I did get a lot of sun, you know, my nose got nice and red. Um, I did notice that your your sunburn and a little peeling. I didn't notice the dandruff, but I wonder. But your hair does look a little bit different. It looks yeah. a little darker. Yeah, it does. Hmm. So you think the pond has some kind of, you don't know what, but some kind of power. Oh, for sure, for sure. But actually, my hair being darker isn't necessarily because of the pond. But the dandruff I do attribute to the pond. When I came home, my wife saw 
how much dandruff I had. And she just, she said, she proclaims to me, like, that she is going to give me a hair mask. And I'm like, whatever. To hide your hair? So we made a pizza. Or is it... <laughs> so you, we, you have to explain what a hair mask is. I because will. to me, I mean, is I'm guessing it's like a face mask that you, it like, pulls things out of the pores of your skin and it's supposed to make you look pretty and and whatnot. What she really meant was like a hair kind of like a like a hair treatment kind okay. of thing. Okay. What she did was she we 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 made a pizza and then after that we we made a plan that I'm gonna feed Leo and while I'm feeding Leo she is going to give me this hair mask. So I'm sitting there feeding Leo and then she proceeds I'm I'm sitting in a chair she proceeds to take some something that feels really gritty and starts rubbing it in my hair. It feels like sand. Mm, probably from the pond. Rubbing it around in my scalp and like doing like some serious like deep scrubbing. Mm-hmm. Just rubbing it around like it almost felt like a like a noogie. Oh yeah. And all of a sudden these little brown bits start falling in front of me and behind me. I feel like I feel them falling on my shoulders and I realize that it's brown sugar. It's falling from my hair as she's scrubbing. What? But it's not just brown sugar. Is it maple syrup? No. Molasses? It's peanut butter. No. We're getting close. Uh ish. It is a cooking uh thing. Flour. No. Baking soda. No. That's about all I know. Olive oil. Oh, yeah, I do know that one. Brown sugar (laughs) with olive oil, like, mixed together, and she made this scrub. Okay. That she's, like, putting in my hair. And... And it makes your hair darker. Well, it makes your hair, obviously with the olive oil, it makes your hair extremely oily. If you would run your fingers (laughs) through my hair right now, like, they would be shiny, with oil, it would, like you can feel like a film of oil. Nice. My hair feels like the pelt of a muskrat <laughs> right now. It's How do you know though? Well, uh, have you felt a pelt muskrat? Actually, yeah. Well, <laughs> <laughs> where? I remember sitting at one of my friends' house. And I was sitting like in the living room at a friend's house. Was his name Layton? And one of their brothers comes in. Weston. And, and plops a dead muskrat on my lap. And like, look what we found in the trap. <laughs> <laughs> and so, yes, uh, I have felt the pelt of a muskrat. Okay, all right. And it was fresh. <laughs> so. Well, I guess I won't. Uh... It cracks me up <laughs> You were oddly accurate with your guessing. <laughs> oh, uh, man. I don't think it was Weston, though. I think it was Carlton. Okay. But, yeah. So if you are if you have a dandruff problem, I, I feel like it's pretty common. And it's not really talked about. No. We kind of avoid it as if by not speaking about it, somehow it'll go away. Yeah. And it won't. Nope. You have to do something about it, and here's something you can try. So, but has there been enough time 
to to really tell if this is if, if this has worked. No, but I'm just gonna take my wife's word for it. You know, women know how to take care of like hair and and skin. They they just like they research these things like how to clear out pores and how to prevent blackheads and how to make hair shiny. Is this they they, <clears throat> they, they, they research these things and they're they're like almost obsessed with them. Is this uh is this a one time fix or is this more of a maintenance and lifestyle? I think it's a maintenance and lifestyle thing. She she prescribed this to do it at least the next four weeks. Every every other day. Whoa No I'm kidding. I'm totally kidding. Okay. <laughs> I don't know how often you're supposed to do it. At some point, I'm pretty sure it starts you to become t- unhealthy for your hair to be filled with so much oil. Yeah. But did you wash it out then with shampoo or ju- or just with water? Wow. I'm 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 scratching my scalp mm-hmm. where normally I would be kicking up some dandruff. Some dandruff dust. And like honestly, like I, I'm I'm shake I, I scratch my scalp and I'm shaking my hair. And normally, I'd be getting a good amount of dandruff would be falling down in mm-hmm. front of my face right now as I lean forward and, and brush my hair. Nothing's coming out wow. that I can see. Maybe maybe I'm blind. I don't see anything. I, I, no, I actually, I know I'm not blind. But, yeah, I don't see any. So, at least for today, it worked. But the bad thing is, it makes you look like you have really, really greasy hair. Because you do. You have well, extremely when, oily when hair. I saw you at work... I noticed there was something different, but I didn't. I thought maybe your hair was just longer. I didn't know what the problem was, <laughs> but something was different. I stepped into Kyle's office, and he like looked at me like, "Oh, you really slicked up." <laughs> and I was like, "Yeah, do you know what it is?" And he's like, "Your clothes?" I was like, "No," and he's like, "I don't know, man, but there's just something about you. You really slicked up." And I was like, it's my hair. So at the very least, you can also save, you know, some hair product that, you know, you would normally put in your, some gel or whatever you paste, mm-hmm. whatever you put in your hair. Just take some brown sugar and olive oil and make sure you wash out. Do your best to wash out after you do the scrub. Oh, that's the other thing. After she put the scrub in my hair, she's supposed to let it sit in there for 30 minutes. Okay. With a shower cap. Oh wow! We didn't have a shower cap, yeah. So we took Saran wrap. Oh man, and are there any? It around my hair. Are there any pictures or videos of this? I mean, I feel like I don't know. If this we would can be find so any. much more meaningful. I don't know if we with can some find pictures. Any. I'm, I'm, Surely there's a picture out there. there. There's none on my phone. I'll put. You, I'll tell you that much. All right, maybe we'll have to go do some sleuthing. Oh, not a don't be a sleuth, Ruben. <laughs> <laughs> don't be sleuthing. All right, well, uh, today you learned. How to defeat dandruff with some brown sugar and olive oil? Yeah. All right. Well, I don't have anything else, Layton. Um, we're planning on being back next week, fully loaded with Jeff, and we will um, continue talking about things that are happening, things that are going on. 
Uh, is there any question we have for the audience, for the listeners that we like a poll question, poll question, or feedback, or something we're, we're curious about? Um, this is something I don't. We, we should we should do another local review at some point. It's been a while. Yeah, was the twisted pretzel? Was that the last one? The perfect twist. The perfect twist. That one. Yeah, it's not the twisted pretzel. You're thinking the twisted piston. Uh, I was actually thinking of the twisted cow. I think. Oh, isn't oh, that a, yeah, a ice cream yeah, shop in Elkhart? Maybe. I think so. But, but the yeah, pretzel we, shop in Napanee. Yeah, I think that was the last one. I'm not sure. We could review, um, what's that restaurant called? Renee's? Oh, yeah. I've been there once for oh, breakfast. Ru- no, no, no. Ruli's. No, Renee's. Ruli's, I think, is a clothing store, possibly. Oh, okay. But Renee's well, is, well, is a let's breakfast. Let's not review that. No. We could also review uh, the cakery. Oh yes, definitely. Get some uh, also macaroons and yeah, that would be that'd be good. Mm. Either way, okay, we'll have some local reviews coming up. I guess Should we could we... take some suggestions. Yeah. If you have an idea, send us a message or a comment. So not a poll. Nope. You don't get a poll this week. Just send in some que- Send in some suggestions. Some suggestions, and if it's a large restaurant, some specific foods to try. Like a, you, what, what do you mean? Like, like, like if it's a, if it's, cha- if it's a chain restaurant. No, if it's like a, if it's a large, re- like if it's a restaurant with a, a large variety of food. Oh, gotcha. Like Rue One Fifty Two. Yeah. Like, tell us to try their fish sandwich or whatever. Tell us if it's yeah, if it's a large restaurant with a variety of foods. Tell us the signatures. Yeah. What 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 are they? Yeah. Tell us to try the signatures and what they're known for and what's supposedly the best thing. I do, at some point, I do want to compare the Impossible Burgers. Who all has one? I know Burger King does. Burger King has one, McDonald's has one, and I think Subway might also have... I'm not sure about Arby's. should check that. Check that out. Also, I've heard... I've gotten some feedback about Taco Bell's Breakfast. They have some breakfast items now. Oh, Lane, they've had them for years. Well, I I haven't tried them yet. I, I've tried them, and sometimes they're excellent, sometimes they're terrible. The problem with fast food is I'm that there's amazed. no consistency. I'm amazed that you would try something like that. It was... Breakfast in, from Taco Bell. Listen. Like, that does, that's not compatible in my brain with, like, with the thought of who Ruben is. Well, it was probably five or six years ago. So it was a different time. It was a different time. You were single. Yeah, <laughs> I was. I was uh, expanding. <laughs> I was just the most down and out. Like, yeah. What a dark. Oh. I was doing IT work, and it was just oh. a dark time. Oh my! You you didn't even know about the Donald Miller the SB7 framework. No, I didn't. And Airtable was totally off the radar. Totally. But you were dog free. That's true. So I can always look back and smile at that memory. <laughs> the memory of the absent memory. <laughs> oh, All right, Layton, what's the point? The point is, Ruben, dog fences are worth it. Dogs are almost worth it. <laughs> uh, point actually, those were two points. Point number three is brown sugar and olive oil defeats dandruff. Oh, and some saran wrap. Oh, yeah. Um, and point number four, 
Taco Bell serves breakfast? I don't know. All right, what's our... Oh, there, oh, there was another thing. There was a topic yet. Like, very, very quickly. The, uh, so, you know we had Win Host at Leron a couple oh, yeah. of episodes ago. Yeah. And uh, just this past Sunday night, he shared with our church his experience um, as well. Pretty much sharing along the same lines as the things that he did on our podcast. But there was something that he said that was just very impacting. Um, and it was on the topic of how to welcome people back from mm. missions or service. And it was something that I never really thought about, but questions. And like on the French press, we've been talking, or we've, we've been wanting to be more intentional with what questions we ask guests mm -hmm. that we have on so that we get the best content from them. Mm -hmm. And he said, he suggested, and I believe him, that when you have a well-formulated question, one that is very probing and very, um, I don't know, like just thought out, not only does it get you a better answer from those who are in service or who just came back from service, but it also does two things for the person that you're asking the question to. Number one, it makes them feel like you care. Mm -hmm. And if you're asking like a deep, thoughtful question, it makes them think like, wow, this person's actually interested in my experience and how I have changed as a person, number one. So, and that's great. So that's how questions can help you invite people back. Mm -hmm. Ask good questions. But now the other thing that it does for the person that you're asking the question to is the more specific and more thought-provoking the question is, it makes the person who's coming back from service, it makes them reflect deeper on their experience and really evaluate what really happened. Mm, that's good. And it makes them <clears throat> like, how have I actually changed as a person? And why did this specific incident that I'm being asked about, how did it impact me? Why did it impact me? And it makes them just reflect more on who they are now. Mm-hmm. So it has a, a it it's really it's it's a when you ask a deep question to someone it makes it 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 serves multiple purposes and and it's just it's it's made me realize the value of good questions. Yeah. That's even good just for normal conversation. Totally. Totally. It's not just Inviting or welcoming someone back who's been gone for a while. Yeah. Now, this is not a warrant to just ask deep, <laughs> probing questions to whoever you happen to meet. All right, you want to be appropriate with it. Yeah. But, you know, 
one could argue that that's like what friendship is. Mm-hmm. Friendship is the uh, the agreement and like the the uh, permission to ask deeper questions hmm. because you feel like you've been granted that access. You've been given that permission because you're friends now. So if you want to deepen a friendship, ask deeper questions. Yeah. Don't don't overstep it. Don't go over your boundaries. But yeah, I, I don't know. It's just. And then if you're not, if you're if you're just an acquaintance with someone, you you don't have that permission to ask those deep questions. You have to start with light questions. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I don't know. That's good stuff. I like it. Yeah. All right. What's the point? Or, or what's well, the word of the week? Word of the week, I guess, is uh, question. Question.